We want to introduce you to our family. We're the pastoral team here at Calvary Temple. And uh, this is my family. I'm standing with my husband, Jerry. I'm Pastor Ruth, by the way. I'm standing with my husband, Jerry. I have two married children, two married daughters. Uh, On the top picture is my daughter, Kristen, and her husband, Mark, and my little grandson, Josh, and my grand dog, Dex. And below is my daughter, Sasha, and her husband, Matt, and new baby, Emily, who is two days old yesterday. Today, she's three. She's growing up so fast. Three days old. And we are so thankful to be family. My name is Pastor Cher, and I'm one of the assistant pastors here on staff. And this is my husband, Jim, and my crazy son, Hurley. And we are family. I'm Pastor Vern. I'm the executive pastor at Calvary Temple. That's my wife, Heidi, my son, Evan, and my daughter, Victoria. This is my family. And uh, my name is Pastor Gary Jennings, Jr., and I'm assistant pastor here as well. And I just started a family about a year ago, and, uh, and this, is, this is my family. It's my wife, Kelsey. And my name, for those of you that may be new this morning, is, is also Pastor Gary Jennings, but I'm of the senior, the senior one, the younger one. And uh, this is my family. To my left, this is my wife, Lana, and my youngest son, Matthew. And then there's Gary Jennings, Jr., and his wife, Kelsey. And we are privileged to be part of the family. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful today that you have placed us together. Thank you for the fact that we can celebrate each other and begin to look at what you have done, what you have created. Thank you, Lord, for the church. Thank you for people. Thank you that we can be together. Pray your word this morning would in somehow minister and touch someone's life in a special, significant way. Amen. Our theme for the month of September is we are family. And there's something very, very special about the family. There's nothing in all the world like the family. There's nothing like a family when it's working well and There's nothing quite like a family when it's not working well. But we're not going to go there at all. But the family is very, very significant. There were many TV shows that had the name family in the title. I checked it out last week. In fact, there's the Adams family. That was a very unusual and different family. But nevertheless, it was a family. Then there was the Partridge family. How many remember Poster Boy? Keith. Keith Partridge, all the girls loved Keith, played by David Cassidy. And then there was Family Ties, and there was Family Matters. Steve Urkel, did I do that? Yes, you did, Steve. That was Family Matters, then all in the family. Archie Bunker, Family Guy. There was Family Affair dating back to the 60s, Jody and Buffy. How do you remember Jody and Buffy? You do, you're dating yourself like me. That was Family Affair. Then there was another show called Family, which I've never seen, but... There was a show entitled that, just family, then family time. But these stories, these television programs, they evolved around members in the family. And so they just had that title. This is what it was all about, their family. See, the family could be defined as a social unit or group functioning and interacting in close proximity. Family is social networking. Family 
is relationships. Family is bringing, being in each other's space and maybe allowing someone else to get in your space. Family is table talk. Family is a place where you can laugh or you can cry. Family is a place where you can be yourself. Family is a needed way of life. Family is the glue that keeps our world together. Family is vital to our very existence. Tear the family apart and our world will crumble. Everything comes crashing in. Family matters. Family is important. How would you define family? Well, I checked it out on YouTube or Internet last week and find out how some other people defined family. Here's what I found. Someone said family is like a circle. The connection never ends. Family is like a garden. It's beautiful and flowering. Family is like a box of chocolates, often sweet, but with a few nuts. None of your family, I know that. None of mine, neither. At least none that live out here back east, I can't say for them. Family is like a forest. Each tree has a position. Someone said, family is like Facebook. It certainly is. Family is like medicine, best in small doses. And someone said this too, which I don't know, I'll throw it out there. Family is like having a bowling alley installed in your brain. A lot of noise. Family is like fish. After three days, you have to either cook them or throw them out. But let's get on the positive side now. Family is like a team where there is no me, only we. I like that one. Family is like a quilt. It's pieced together and stitched together with love. Though there is nothing, nothing in all the world quite like family. In my Bible concordance, the word that follows family, as I was looking up to find out how many times the family and is mentioned in the Bible, right next to the word family came the word famine. And I begin to think about that. It's family or famine. Famine means severe starvation. We all know what that means. Often it's equated with a lack of food. And we, we see the stories on television that it breaks our hearts. They don't have enough food and they're starving. There's famine. But I want you to know there's another kind of famine. Other than the physical, there are other kinds of ways that we can starve. People are starving for family relationships and connections. There are many, many people that you associate with and that I associate with, and they're starving for family connections. They don't have a family, or maybe their family fell apart. And so they're looking. They want someone to relate to. They want someone that will listen, someone that they can have table talk with, someone that will understand them. They're looking for family. They just need to belong. Throughout the Bible, the word family often comes up. It'll take you long as you read through the Bible to discover there it is again, there it is again, there it is again, the word family. In fact, the word family occurs 177 times and the word families occur 109 times. The simple fact is we were never created or meant to live life alone. Whenever I go on vacation, the worst thing I'd want to do is go alone. I got to have my family with me. I got to have someone to laugh with. Someone to share with, someone to go up on a roller coaster with, someone to scream with, someone to watch them in terror as they're going down the other side. I was on a roller coaster one time in a ter- tower of doom. No, was it? Tower of terror. And we dropped, and this lady grabbed hold of my arm. 
and put her head on my shoulder. I didn't know who she was. Family. We got to be together, don't we? We need each other. We're never made to be alone. Remember the movie Castaway with Tom Hanks was in it. And Wilson, the volleyball, just didn't cut it. How many seen this already once this morning? Wilson. It's something wrong. But remember, he, Tom Hanks was ended up on an island somewhere and all by himself. Nobody else around. I think he was ho- it was a long time since I've seen it, but he's hollering for people. No one's there. So he, he gets this ball and just begins to write on This is going to be my friend. Wasn't quite the same. That doesn't really interact very well with him and wouldn't talk back. Wow, that's a good shot. Put it right back where it belongs. Should have been a basketball player. Or was that volleyball? Yeah. I'm in sports, you know that. But God made Adam and he said, It's not good for you to be alone. It's not good to, for you to be all by yourself. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 18 tells us that, that it's not good to be by yourself. So along came his tormentor, I mean his treasure. Woman. Lady. He made a helpmate. Someone to butter his toast for him in the morning. <laughs> my, my, I'm sorry. No more of those. No more of those, sorry. Some, I won't go there. So it says, not good to be by yourself, so I'll make someone for you. And so God made woman and gave them the ability to procreate and to have families. You know, the birds and the bees. This is the family service this morning. That's all I can say, the birds and the bees. But God knows that we all have family needs because, you know, something he made us that way. Now, some people have different makeups. Some are very introverted and some are very extroverted. It doesn't matter what your makeup is. You have a need that is the same with all of us. You've got to have family. You might be quiet, a quiet sort of person, but you still want and need to have fellowship with people. God made us that way. In Exodus chapter 1, verse 21, it says that God gave the midwives families of their very own. Psalm 68, verse 8, it says that God sets the lonely in families. Everybody. Let me say it again. Everybody needs a family. So then how do you become part of a family? Let me tell you how you become part of a family. You become part of a family by making a decision. It's simply by decision. In December 11, 1982, I've got to get make sure I got that night date right. That's when I got married. But it was on that day, I made a decision, and my wife, Lana, she made a decision. We're going to marry each other. And we did that at the altar. There was a ceremony. There were vows that we said. We embraced. We hugged. And we lived happily ever after. Right? She smiled. She's still, she's still happy. I'm happy, too. We became part of a family. And then so Lana's side of the family embraced my side of the family. You know, you welcome each other at the reception. Welcome in. And we just extend the pegs, the tent, as the Bible says. And further out, and we just make the love circle a bit larger. We welcomed each other. 
Lana was so good to have my family on her side with her because, you know, brought a little bit of normality to her side of the family. <laughs> it's actually the other way around. But family. You become part of a family by decision. So then along came Gary Jr. And Gary Jr. grew up. And then Gary Jr. got married. And he married Kelsey. And again, it was by decision. Now, she not only said yes to Gary, but Kelsey said yes to me. You know, at the reception, I remember, you know, doing the speech, as I said earlier, we get up and I say to the people and saying to Kelsey and her family, and I said to her, I want you to know, Kelsey, that there's nothing I would not do for my two boys. And that's true. I'd do anything for them, as you would for your children. And now I want you to know, Kelsey, that you are also part of that family now as well. There's nothing I would not do for you. No cost is too great. But there's one thing to say that. And secondly, it's another way to prove it. And I'll tell you how I proved it. Guess who's driving my 2000 millennium turbocharged treasured beetle. Kelsey is. She's driving that nice little blue car that I work so hard at. Why? Because nothing is too great. And you know how much I love cars. And to surrender a car is a big thing for me. But I did it. Why? Because there's nothing that is too great. Nothing I wouldn't do. You're part of the family. I wouldn't even give my son that beetle. But I gave it to her because she's special. She's special. Oh, there's nothing in all the world like the family. Oh, the connections are strong. Sacrifices are made. Generosity abounds. No cost is too great. And it's all because what? A decision is made. I want to be part of that family. And I will do what families do as a result. In Ruth chapter 1 and verse 16, Ruth said to Naomi, Through my marriage to your son... Your people are now my people. So everyone needs a physical family, don't they? But let me take this a step further and say there's another family union that we must highlight this morning, and it's the spiritual family called the church body. I believe everyone needs a faith family as well. We just can't live our Christian life all by ourselves somewhere on an island. I disagree with people that say I can live my Christian life and not go to, I find it hard, not go to church, not go to some kind of fellowship. It just doesn't work very well. We need each other. Doesn't matter what size it is, you've got to have someone else of like faith, like mind, that believes the Bible, prays together, believes in God, a faith family. We all need a faith family as well. And how do you become part? of the faith family, again, it's by decision. It's you choose. I choose to be part of that church. I go to not only that church, but it's my church. That's the difference between someone that attends a church and someone that says that's where I regularly go and support. It's my church, they say. Not a church, it's my church. It's my family. It's where I go. It's the encouragement I get there the strength I get, the comfort I get, and I get to help others and share my faith with someone else. The faith family. 
There's nothing quite like this family as well. In the Bible, we read in 1 Timothy 3, verse 15, that Paul spoke about this family as God's household. God's household, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the foundation of the truth. And I love that picture of the family that Paul gives here. God's household. The church of the living God. Not a dead God, but a living God. And the pillar and the foundation of truth. That's where you're going to hear truth declared in the church. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19 and 20, Paul spoke about the people in this family as no longer being foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household. And is built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus being the chief cornerstone. No longer aliens. No longer on the outside looking in. But now I belong. Now I am in. And I'm grateful this morning as you watch the video that it's not just something that we put together. But it's something that we want our church to be. A church that's open. A church that's receptive. A church that welcomes anyone through the doors. We desire you to come. That is why we are here. We are family. And we want you to hear the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we want you to be part of the family as well. It's not just about us. It's about us being one so we may reach out and have others become part of the family as well. The family of God. Because we're all going someday to a greater place called heaven. Our goal is to be to take as many people as we can with us and share the good news of the Lord. Oh, it's special. The church is special. I love the church. When I became a pastor, it was the greatest decision I ever made. Be part of a, a church that's moving, a church that has great potential, a church that, where God is speaking, where Jesus Christ is declared and lifted up, a church where miracles happen, a church where we keep meeting new members of the family. Such a wonderful and amazing grace family to belong to. Someone said this about the church family. It's like having a bit of heaven on earth. Every one of us can use a little bit of heaven on earth. And I pray every time you come to church, you experience some heaven on earth. And I'm going to be dealing with how we need to relate with each other in the family next Sunday. The family. Paul said in Ephesians 3 and verse 14, he said, I kneel down before the Father and he said, I pray for this body or church union of people from whom the whole family in heaven and earth derives its name. I pray for that family. I pray for those churches. I lift them up. Hebrews 2 verse 11 tells us that Jesus is not ashamed to call those who are his family his brothers. And then Hebrews 10 and 25 tells us that it's good for people to be in this family. It's good for people to gather together. In fact, the King James Version says it this way, let us not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Why? Because when you come together, there's opportunity there for exhortation and encouragement. Everyone needs exhortation. Everyone needs encouragement. There's no one here this morning that could not use a little bit of exhortation. All of us need to be encouraged. And when you come to the family, Paul says, this is what should be happening in the family. Why? Because someday Jesus Christ is returning. That's what he says so much the more as you see the day approaching. Someday Jesus Christ is coming back. And in the face of that, in the thought of that, our greatest desire should be to see our brother and sister make it to heaven. For our brother and sister not to give up in the faith. 
But Jesus Christ is coming someday. And therefore, let us be good to one another. Let us share with each other. Let us build each other up. Because that's what families are supposed to do. Hebrews 10.25 says, it's good to come together. Didn't David say, I long, I long to come to the temple. He said, I long to be there. Oh, he was out being chased by Saul. He said, I long to get to the temple. I long to get with God's people worshiping and praising his name. Nothing like it. Let it do your heart good today to come to church and hear the songs and lift up your hands and sense the presence of God. There's nothing quite like the family coming together, the church of Jesus Christ. What a family to belong to. A family that are glued together by miracles. I'm looking at miracles this morning. Every one of you have a story how you came to faith in Jesus. It's all different. Mine's different than yours. They're all unique and special, but the fact is all of us have found Jesus. We found Jesus. Took away our sins, gave us eternal life, gave us a reason to live. Wow. That's what God does. Miracles are brought together. That's the church. Supernatural miracles. Being reborn. The death of Jesus Christ. His blood shed for us. His blood poured out and we say, yes, I receive that. And we come before the Lord like I did in 1974 and bawled my eyes out for forgiveness. God, I give you my life. I give you my all. That's a miracle. And then God placed me in a church. Placed me in a family. Of people that we could compare miracles and share miracles with. Tell me your story. Tell me your story, your miracle. Isn't it marvelous to be encouraged and built up? That's what families do. How do you become part of this great faith family? Again, it's by decision. You make a choice. This morning I close by saying, are you looking for a place to belong? Are you looking for a place where you can be accepted? Are you looking for a place where... The truth will be declared. Are you looking for a place to find Jesus and the promises that he gives you? Let me say that you're welcome to be part of this family. And family was, this morning we just wanted to highlight fellowship, so we changed the time frame just a little bit, give lots of time for interaction and fellowship. It's always good to do that around food. People always talk better and open up better when it's around food and coffee and Oh, I love the family. I love what the potential is. And I look forward to this next year. I look at this family. And and what can we do together this year to really do something great for the Lord and his kingdom? We have plans for you. Plans with you in mind. Journey with us. If you're looking for a church and if God leads you this way, we welcome you to be part of our family. So this month, the month of September, is a focus on the family. Next Sunday, I want to continue this. And the next three Sundays, I want to talk about this family. Next Sunday, I'll talk about we are family. How should we react? I'm talking about family community with each other, one another. And secondly, after the week after that, we're family. Is it serve or be served? I want to talk about family roles 
every family has roles. Every church family has roles need to be played as well. And then lastly, we're a family. What shall we become? Every family also needs vision. Every church family needs vision. I'll talk about vision. Lastly, we're looking forward to an incredible month together that will give us a good kickoff for a great, great church year together. Stand with me as we pray. Pastor Vernon is going to come and lead us in a song. Thank you, Lord, today for the blessings, the power of family. And I pray, God, this morning that when we go home, we would realize, yes, this is my immediate family, but I also got a church faith family that's eager to receive me and eager to help me and be with, and also that, they, that each one can contribute to the well-being of someone else through. Lord, we are family. And Lord, it is not good for us to be alone, you said. You've put people together. You've connected people in our church, one with another. And it just makes the journey so much more sweeter. So I thank you, God, for what you have created. Let me give you praise for the family today.
chapter 5 verse 14 James says is there any sick among you there it is the family anyone among the gathering that needs prayer you're here this morning and you'd like to have someone pray with you agree with you or maybe some needs you have we want you to know that that is why we're here to minister to you and your needs so as after I close in prayer if you would like to have individual ministry just feel free to come to the front we always want this place to be open for you to come if you need someone to minister to you for your need. Father, I thank you today for this great, great time that we have shared together. Much, much fellowship has already happened. And God, I pray your hand would be upon us this week as we go our ways. Help us to be thinking about the family, the faith family, and how we should be reacting to one another in this family and how cautious we have to be and how we have to nurture it because we are a community and we can be effective when we're one I pray Lord your hand would be upon us this week no matter where we go help us to go through the open doors to share our faith with somebody else I thank you God for those that are with us this morning in your precious marvelous name we ask Amen and God bless you you're dismissed